listening to RMD Studios. Welcome to The Table, a podcast for leaders to build community, have conversations, and share resources. Welcome to The Table Podcast. My name is Sean Rainey, and I'm your host. This podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department in the RMD Studios. The goal of this podcast is to provide resources, training, and networking to the local church. Hey, we still believe the church is the hope of the world, and we're here to serve you and your volunteer leaders. Now, today, we have a full studio. Every mic is filled. We are discussing observations and applications from the ebook written by Superintendent Gene Roncone called Seismic Shift, How Change will change us. I'm joined by my co-host today and the <laughs> assistant church ministries director, Linda Bottoms. Hey, Linda, how's it going today? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you, Sean? Awesome. Hey, we're also joined by three amazing pastors, my friends that are here today, ready to discuss how this seismic shift applies to their local church in their context. Linda, who is with us here in the studio today? Well, we have Pastor Paul Aragon, lead pastor of Restoration Church. It's a multi-site church in Fountain and on Fillmore. Paul, welcome. Thank you so much. It is uh, my pleasure, as they say, at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Christian chicken. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> we also want to welcome Pastor Caleb McNaughton. Caleb is the lead pastor at High Point Church in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome, Caleb. Thanks for letting me be on today. And last but certainly not least, we have Pastor Bradley Williamson, um, he's the lead pastor of Friendship Assembly in Colorado Springs. Hey, welcome. everybody. It's great to be here. Guys, welcome to the table. So for me, as a pastor's wife and also working in the district office, I'm seeing this shift from both sides. Um, 2020 has affected the rhythms of everything. So everything we do from events to Sunday gatherings to communication. Guys, I want to jump right in and I just want to dive into our discussion today. I want to really be specific about what we're talking about. In, in Superintendent Gene's ebook, he identifies eight seismic shifts that have led to new realities. These are new realities because of 2020. He talks about how the church must change without changing our message. Now, here are those eight realities really quickly. Uh, religious persecution and historic uh, resiliency. Financial stagnation and new revenue. Everybody is looking for a new revenue right now. Uh, I love what he uses this word, Caleb. Woke optics. Man, he is sounding relevant. I love it, man. Woke optics and authentic anointing. There's another one here called mortal citizenship and eternal kingdom, big crowds and authentic community, reactive outreach and prophetic evangelism, small church in a big way. And then finally, seeing spiritual opportunity. Now, if you've not read this report, hit pause right now on this podcast, uh -huh. go to GeneRoncone.org, download it, read it, and then come back and li listen to this podcast. This is not going to be a summary of that book. Today, we're talking and discussing observations and application from our guest pastor's perspective, specifically from their local church setting. So let's just start. Pastor Paul, um, as you read this report, what was the number one seismic shift reality that stood out to you? 
I would illustrate it this way. I've been in Colorado long enough to remember when the Broncos were good the first time. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Ancient of days. Oh, man. And the second time, <laughs> and not so much anymore. Uh, and I bring up that illustration. Uh, the Broncos used to have the winningest home team in the NFL. Yeah. And it had a lot to do with high altitude, the 5,280. And they just seemed to have everything going on the home field. And they used to uh, win a lot of games there. And I think the shift for me on religious liberty and the idea of resiliency is a little bit like losing home field advantage mm. where you have to go mm -hmm. on the road yeah. and play in a hostile environment amongst a lot of voices that uh, are just simply not friendly to you. And I don't yeah. want to go too deep too fast, but I think about some of the voices that we're dealing with uh, in our culture that that are very fearful and intimidation um, factor. The COVID hangover never goes away. Wow. It's yeah, just that, that true. It, you have a pounding headache and it just keeps screaming at you no matter what you do, how hard you try, what you change. It just seems to, to, to trip us up. And to me, I just feel like um, church is like playing an away game right mm. now. Um, everywhere you uh, look, there's shifts. And once again, not trying to go too deep, too fast, but the Pope comes out, he embraces uh, civil unions, you know, mm. and you have uh, more rifts going on there. You just see more and more of those kind of changes uh, coming. You watch all the big tech stuff right now, and uh, they're acting a little bit like God saying, yeah. what's fact, what's opinion based upon their mm -hmm. optics, yeah. their, their um, worldly perspective mm. to discern uh, those things. And, you know, they're, they're coming at political parties first but it won't be long before they come after mm -hmm. churches too you know yeah. how long will it be before you say something on one of your podcasts or your weekend services and it's going to be censored because they don't agree with that that yeah. perspective whether right. it's factual or emotional or, or whatever it may be so i think that on top of all of that when teams would come to mile high back in the good old days there was the uh the fatigue the altitude kind of uh, uh -huh. changes and i think that as the church right now um playing away it's just everyone's fatigued um maybe if you're spreading out people over different services you're probably yeah. pulling from a lot less volunteers i know we are That's right. so we're trying to offer the same things with many less people to pull from because some just haven't come back won't come back or terrified of coming back so there are a lot of changes and i just think the the fatigue factor is is very real amongst um, everything we're trying to do right now. Yeah. Well, I totally agree with that. I think that I'm trying to wrap your head around that. And then as soon as you do, something changes and you have to do it again. And so I totally get that. So, Pastor Bradley, what about you in Friendship Assembly? You know, it's so humbling as we have this conversation because as a newer lead pastor, a lot of these things that are just you know, what you experience in ministry for the first time are coupled with a season that many people have never experienced yeah. and gone through. So as I was reading through this, there were a lot of things that were coming out and, and I was thinking to myself, wow, I'm not alone. Uh, and, and seeing these real issues uh, arise, things that we have to deal with, things that even seasoned ministers are having to navigate through. This was just very comforting and humbling. But the one that really pierced me, the one that got a hold of me and said, wow, this is, this is something that we really need to pay a lot of attention to, is the mortal citizenship and eternal kingdom. 
I really believe, especially growing up in church and, and really doing ministry for a majority of my life in some capacity, there was what I felt to be at least a harmony in culture, a harmony with basic principles that would equate to what we held in church and what the Bible speaks to. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a massive separation, mm. uh, even in my time, uh, from those characteristics. So now we're dealing with individuals who are having to deal with citizenship that has a totally different description now than it did uh, you know, years back. Yeah. And how do you balance that with the eternal kingdom? Because here's the best part of what we have in the gospel. The eternal kingdom is the long game, mm. and it has been for over 2,000 years. Good. It's the message of what we see in the gospel. So having that eternal kingdom as the focus, man, that really hit home for me. That's amazing, man. So Pastor Caleb, I want to get your take on this. Um, you know, reading this report, reading this ebook, what was that one seismic shift reality that stood out to you? Yeah, there were two specific ones. One, first of all, is the mortal citizenship and then the eternal kingdom. That, that When I read scriptures, I, I constantly see the disciples facing difficulty with their earthly citizenship and their eternal citizenship at the same time. Yeah. And if you flip back to the Old Testament, you see Daniel who faithfully served God through many different kings and kingdoms and leaders. And even when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, when the king came back to the den that next morning, he said, did the faithful God that you serve save you? Wow. And yeah. so when you think about that, Daniel was defined by his earthly and his eternal citizenship at the same time by respecting those in authority, but not changing his beliefs. That's good. And so no matter what we face, I, that hit me pretty hard. Yeah. But also at the same time, really uh, looking at retro uh, reactive outreach. Uh, I like plans. I like to prepare. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. a whole plan. I don't know about you guys, Paul. I had a whole plan for all of 2020 and how we were going to impact our community. I mean, <laughs> lists and timelines and yep. budgets. And man, when that hit, I remember that Friday afternoon uh, when COVID hit, when they, when they announced that we were no longer able to have in-person gatherings together. And uh, I gathered our entire team together. We had an emergency board meeting. Everything was happening very quickly. Everything that we had planned in that moment basically was gone within an hour. Mm. And we created a whole new game plan. Yeah. And as we began to morph and shift, and I hate the word pivot. I, I think it's, I'm so, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I'm so yeah. sick of pivoting. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think about this and we, we, we changed in a moment and we, and, a, and it went from like, oh, we're, we're working a, a game plan to we're, we're creating a new one day by day. Yeah. And so instead of a year long, game plan we went week by week day by day yeah and as as opportunities came our way we started to get phone calls from the city from the state from different people who who are in leadership asking hey we need the church and i think this is one of the great things that has come out of the season although there has been pushback on faith and uh things that have happening i, I think the people realize the need for the church in our local communities is even more than before yeah. and we ended up partnering with uh, some restaurants and feeding thousands of people and giving groceries away to people awesome. and working with the state and community. I mean, just great opportunity, but it, we could have never planned those things. That's right. And we just had to say yes. And I believe that God in, in his perfect timing aligns us and prepares us to say yes to things that he brings to our plate. And I believe there's an opportunity in the season to say yes yeah. to whatever God's brought you to. That's so good. Guys, you know, just sitting here in the district office and 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 watching you guys and and talking to you guys, praying for churches, Man, over the last six to eight months, 
watching what you guys responded to and and how you guys reacted, how you guys changed plans and even pivoted and all those words, man. I know it's unbelievable. We're done pivoting. I feel like the Friends episode, but uh, (laughs) all those things, watching you guys and, and, and seeing you rise to the occasion and all of our lead pastors, man, you know, it's, it's not just reacting, but it's responding and, and reacting and responding through the, the power of the Holy spirit. You guys, one of my friends, he's a Marine and he always says this phrase, adapt and overcome, adapt and overcome. Mm -hmm. And that is what I have seen you guys do on a level of excellence like none other. I want to talk about that. Like through this seismic shift in your local church, How are you guys adapting and overcoming? How are you changing without changing the message? I don't know if I have the cleanest, clearest answer on this, but going back to the idea of resiliency and just, uh, you know, kind of losing home field advantage right now, I I think that some of the biblical concepts are coming out um, in my mind of just the idea. And what I mean is concepts that we don't necessarily like, like the idea of pruning Mm-hmm. I, who wants to sign up to be pruned? Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, that's, Cut us mm-hmm. back in all of these areas. Um, it's painful. It's hard. And I really think that this has been a pruning of uh, the body in a lot of ways. Um, not for our detriment, maybe for the, you know, the immediate, you, you feel that, but the long term is going to uh, bear fruit. So I think just letting go of maybe um, medium and long term horizons yeah. to live with short that's, horizons that's good, and, man. and, yeah. and even, uh, Caleb talked about being a planner. Um, I, I feel similar to just in laying out long-term vision and just having to say, okay, I haven't given up on that, Yeah, but it's just not really mm-hmm. relevant right now. It's not something that people are going to pull to. It's about, uh, taking care of today and the immediate needs and, uh, you know, being happy with two or three very imperfect broken steps as opposed Mm. to some huge strides right now. That's good. Early on through this process, I heard a guy say, give yourself permission to think in six week increments Mm -hmm. because you guys are all planners, man. You're visionaries. You're thinking years in advance, five-year plans, you know, next year. But giving yourself permission to think in six week increments, I love that short horizons. Man, what a powerful word. Somebody else, what, what are some of those things that you have adapted and overcome? How are you changing without changing your message? Yeah. Uh, prior to COVID, we, we didn't even stream our services yet. Wow. In fact, uh, we had two DSLR cameras, little hand that you could buy online for a couple hundred dollars. We, we had to completely uh, change what we do. In fact, we had a production team of about five or six people. And within a few months, we had purchased all of our equipment, got it installed, built a team, about 40 volunteers just to stream a service um, and pull it off with the level of which people in our church expect us to do things. And so it's that it has changed, but more so it's really changed our approach, meaning in the sense of, you know, what does digital discipleship look like? Mm. Like not just Zoom groups, like discipleship has to go beyond our Zoom groups. And how are we equipping people who aren't coming back for various of reasons, meaning whether you're in the mass group or no mass group, 
you still have to minister to those people. That's right. I have people in our church who are frustrated that we require masks. Some people that are frustrated that we don't enforce it harder. You know, it's a lose-lose, but however, how are we going to minister all of those people? And what does that look like? So how are we developing a process and a system to be able to disciple the people in our church that are engaging in person and online? Yeah. And so for an example is we're, we're taking a pause on our trimester of our small groups. We're wrapping up our last trimester of the year for small groups. And we're creating a, a devotional 25 days to Christmas that it's like a course online to wow. where people can have a daily devotional. So even though they're isolated, they still have interaction in such yeah. a way. So manner like that, like not just, yes, our message does not change. However, our, our methods in which we do it, we have to innovate and change. Otherwise, people are going to disengage. And eventually, yeah. once they disengage, they stop growing spiritually and along that financially uh, participation along everything trickles from there. So we're just driving, driving, driving engagement and not just zoom and Facebook, but in different ways, personal phone calls. That's good. Do we ever call people before? Do we ever call through our membership <laughs> roster? Do we ever call? No, but we do that over and over again. That's awesome. Because people need the interaction. Yeah. Very, very good. So, you know, a lot of this is a lot of good stuff, but let's think back over the last few months and just tell us what was the biggest change you've seen in your church as a result of 2020. You know, I'll go ahead and tackle that one. Um, Pastor Paul, you mentioned the the word prune. That one's harder than pivot for me because mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a lot of pruning this year. Uh, it's painful. I'm almost tired of hearing that one. Uh, but we definitely saw over this period of time a massive pruning. And yeah, it's not something that we like, but I will say this that has been absolutely incredible. A major change that I have seen with those who have been very comfortable with the tradition of week after week, we're here, we're in church, we're serving. I have seen a massive shift in evangelism Mm. for them because now having church outside of the four walls has pushed them to have conversations they would have never had with people that had no interest in church beforehand, but know that their involvement has been so heavy, they were drawn to them. So the biggest change that we have seen is now we are equipping our people more evangelistically in the conversations that they're having, Mm -hmm. where it was always in the four walls. Now it's outside and that is new territory. Uh, It shouldn't be, but it is. And it's been very exciting to see how many people through the live stream platform. I think of ours, yeah, we we were in a very similar spot, Caleb. We had, we had just uh, one camera in the back. Now we have six, uh, we've got ch- uh, video wow. changers, we got screens, awesome. it's insane. I, I felt like I was a TV preacher. Come on, you know? <laughs> they, call, they said the Tony Stark of the church, baby. I'll tell you what. Go. Oh man, <laughs> it was go. nuts. You know, there was, there was some fun in that, but now uh, that has become this massive tool for our people yeah. to say, hey, this is what our service look like and and let's have some conversations about this so evangelism has really uh picked up that's great pastor paul i'd love to hear from you on this one you know you lead a multi-site church um you guys were actually in the process of of bringing on a, a campus pastor all these different things and then here's COVID, here's 2020 what are some of the biggest changes that that you guys have seen on a multi-site level uh, one of the things that's been nice is having uh, multiple services at our Fountain Campus and a singular service at our Fillmore Campus is just offering four services and being able to spread out yeah. uh, people. Now, we are in <clears throat> El Paso County, so things are a little bit uh, more lax here than other 
parts of the state. So I realize this might not be applicable either, but it, it has been nice to really just come to the church and say, hey, if you are coming in person, we need to spread out yeah. over these four places. Our new startup location could really use some help. Mm. Um, so it has been a great opportunity to say, hey, we are going to do ministry really spread out on smaller levels, and this would be a great time to serve. We need people in the following, boom, 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 yeah, boom, 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 awesome. boom. So I think it's been really good to light a fire to say, mm-hmm. hey, now more than ever, even though it's a little smaller than maybe what you're used to, uh, these are great opportunities for us to come. And it's been a wonderful opportunity to um, gather a whole bunch of more uh, volunteers yeah. uh, to be able to do that. I don't know, uh, in retrospect, um, if you would want to start a multi-site during COVID, it's probably not the- <laughs> That's, That's an right. adventure right there. Because <laughs> it's it's one more responsibility. It's yeah. one more headache. It's one more set of financial That's right. uh, burdens. It's 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 all of it. So uh, certainly probably wouldn't have had the faith to do this if I would have saw this all coming. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. So we did step out in faith and decide to do this. And we have seen um, the Lord's provisions in all of it. You know, you start sharing the needs with your congregation. This goes to the pruning. You feel like you're cutting back and someone comes forward and says, Hey, we're going to help finance the next couple oh, wow. months. Here's a check to be able to do that. So we've had a little bit of those divine um, show-ups of yeah. God to say, hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. It's good. It's going to work. So, so a lot of praise amongst the, you know, the struggles and the difficulties. Yeah. Well, that really leads into our next question here. What I love about the ebook is Superintendent Gene finishes with seeing spiritual opportunities. Now, I know pastors... Uh, can see those, right? And and it's our heart, it's our desire to see opportunities, not obstacles. But what I love about what you just said is even our church people, man, our volunteers, they see it. They are seeing spiritual moments and, and, and not seeing obstacles, but truly seeing opportunities. For you guys, I would love for each one of you to answer this question. Maybe Caleb, I'd love to hear from you first here. We can either see an obstacle or an opportunity. And I've watched you lead, man. I've watched you overcome adversity and in so many different ways and see opportunities. What are some of those that you could talk about and just share that you've seen opportunity come to the forefront in these last few months? Yeah, and I think mo- the the majority of the listeners are pastors yeah. listening in. So I'm just going to share personally more so for the church than Good. the church. You know, for me, uh, I I'm in the first or now in the second year of being the lead pastor at this church. I was on staff prior to as the associate pastor. The type of leadership that is required during a season like this goes way beyond what I'm capable on my own. Mm-hmm. I found myself searching for uh, solutions quickly, but I, but then I really was convicted by the Holy Spirit that that I found in a sense that I, I, what was required of me was to pray in the spirit more, to trust mm. God more and to be more grounded in my word. Wow. And so instead of looking to the next greatest blog post or the things that needed to be done or the solutions to COVID, I found myself in my, in my closet praying more yeah. and on my knees Excellent. more because without awesome. that, I have no wisdom. That's right. So it's an opportunity for spiritual growth in my own life, which in turns affects my preaching and my leadership and the vision that I have for our community. Because without me being grounded in the word and hearing the voice of the God of, of our God, there's no way for us to make it through. So I, I, I was too dependent on other people's opinions when I started, and now I'm more dependent on the Spirit of God to lead me. That's incredible, man. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. 
Mm. Pastor Bradley, what about you, man? What are those opportunities that you're seeing? You know, I'm just going to piggyback uh, on what Caleb said uh, just a little bit ago about Daniel. You know, that is such a powerful illustration because, yes, he was a, a good citizen and at the same time had that kingdom mindset. Um, and this is a tough time. Yeah. This really is. People are looking for genuine. They're looking for real. They need to see that there is an answer that is bigger than our temporary problems. And so with that, here's the opportunity. Timeless truth applied will always bring forth fruit. It's good. Always bring forth yeah. fruit. And one thing that I've identified as an opportunity and a huge need, they usually go hand in hand. We need a lot of fruit yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. We need to see the spirit of God producing in us the things that people are craving. They're looking for them in empty places. Uh, and so we have a constant flow from our relationship with the Lord that will make a powerful difference in the lives of others because it's genuine. It's real. It's not a fabrication. It's not something that we sell. You know, it's a, not a marketing ploy. It is a real relationship with a God who knows what it's like to get us through hard times wow. again and again yeah. and again and again. How many of those opportunities are around us now more than ever before? That's right. You know, one, one, one last comment on this. I think before there was still the need, but I don't think people were in a place of vulnerability mm. to admit it. We've seen a shaking. Uh, jobs, families, schools. Yeah. There has been a shaking that has touched people in every aspect of their lives. And I believe now there's a vulnerability to say, hey, we don't have all the answers. And there's a genuine desire to look for them. And if we're producing that fruit, It'll speak for itself. So good, man. So good. Pastor Paul, what about you? Spiritual opportunities that you're seeing? Plenty of them. Um, start with the most basic. I think discipleship has been a little easier than before. People want to be serious about their faith right now because of the instability that was yeah. talked about. Uh, even, you know, Gene could have probably wrote this and called this seismic shifting, yeah. uh, meaning that it's <laughs> continuous and yeah. who knows what life looks like. Um, on the political horizon um, next year, you know, what other kind of shifts are we in for? There are more draconian measures coming yeah. down. I've heard stuff as much as six, eight week yeah. lockdown, depending on the administration of the U.S. and where's that uh, going. Um, we have had it pretty light in Colorado and Utah. You watch the pastors in California, what they're going through. That's, yeah. That's true. Right yeah. now, guys, it's a, it's yeah. a serious deal. Right. Um, you know, I've pondered and had conversations with, my wife, Melanie, a couple times, hey, do do we have the fortitude uh, to meet if we feel like it, even if it's not popular? And would we undergo the fines and the court dates and all the hassles that many good churches are going through in California uh, right now? So I think there's continual shifting. But my point is, I think people are more open to, to getting serious about yeah. their faith. I think that people mm. are more likely to share a podcast, a live stream, or in those cases where churches are meeting, bringing people in and inviting people to church. I think people are getting more bold as they're encouraged just because, once again, I think people are hungry and, and open um, towards things. I, I think the simple point is engaging people more and doing things um, kind of the both mentality. We offered some online depression groups and some in-person groups, you know, mm -hmm. 10 in-person, 12 in-person and doing them online at the same time had like four groups kick off wow. people just depressed right now 
and creating an environment where they can come. And, you know, that's part of the fallout of what's, what's going on is yeah. a little too much isolation, a little too much uncertainty. So just offering a lot of digital things, a lot of in-person things, uh, being able to work a little harder to offer more services or programs to do that and trying to spread people out as, as much as we possibly can. But I think those have proven some good opportunities. Um, and just praise God for this. We're able to baptize, I think, 25 people wow. in the last couple of weeks. That's awesome. Again, cool. just that, that. that call to get real about yeah. your faith, yeah. go all in, go public, a few things like that that would give God the glory for and just see him working his invisible hands in a very messy situation. Yeah. Can I kick in real quick? Yeah. I, what we've been telling our church is is right along. People are getting more bold in their faith. And, and I even told our church, even right before the election, I said, the passion that we see for this election, my prayer is that we would see revival happen because it's shifting from a political figure yes. to an eternal king. Mm -hmm. yeah, and so good. that's what our prayer has been. And we'd see people baptized and filled with the spirit and moving forward in their calling and their giftings because they have the boldness to believe, man, I can do this. That's right. And so, man, that, I believe that's right on. Awesome. So good. Well, pastors, you know, um, we have a Facebook page dedicated to this seismic shift ebook that um, superintendent Gene wrote and you can find the link in our on our Facebook group the ministers page we'll put it in the show notes but I just encourage our listeners to get on there and tell us what your top takeaway is um, how are you applying this to your church maybe you have a question from one of our pastors um, they'll be monitoring it we'll be watching it but we just really want to hear what you have to say you know Caleb you mentioned earlier before we wrap this up I got one more spontaneous question for you guys um, you mentioned pastors are the majority of our listeners, staff pastors and pastors. A lot of these guys are sitting out here, man, they're listening to this podcast and, you know, a lot of them are in different places right now. Some of them are discouraged. Some of them are encouraged, man. They're looking at their finances. They're planning their budgets. They're planning a calendar. Some of them are in a different place right now, man. What would you guys say to the pastors and staff pastors listening right now? If you could share one thing, one word of encouragement, what would it be? I've heard Michael, uh, Pastor Michael Todd share this. He says, all you have is all you need. Mm. And, I, and I know that it's always easy to look at the bigger church, the church down the street and see, oh, if I had that, yeah. I believe that God has divinely placed you in Come this on. moment to That's reach right. your community. And all you have is all you need to accomplish all that God's asked you to do. You just be obedient. Powerful, man. I would say take imperfect, broken steps forward yeah. don't worry about the huge win just a few broken steps wow. this week wake up next week take a few more it's awesome you know one of the wonderful things we need to remind ourselves is that we are still human and every aspect of our emotion that we're walking through right now is okay it's god's big enough to handle it it's what we do with it and he knows like, like Caleb was saying, he knows uh, what was going to happen before it happened. And here we are. So God has this uh, discouragement, I know, can be there, especially when we have our, our, our plans, we have our uh, futures. Simply be okay with where you're at. Don't yeah. beat yourself up. God is with you mm -hmm. in this. And we are going to see some amazing things come out because of the faithfulness of people who say, you know what? This is the Lord's and I'm going to be faithful. Yes, man. Powerful stuff. Hey, guys, as Linda mentioned, go on the Facebook page uh, for Seismic Shift. If you guys have any questions or you want to write a response, anything that, that stood out to you, or maybe even during this podcast, something that you have a question on, uh, these guys are here to respond to that. We're here to respond to that. 
Guys, thank you so much for being here today. You guys have my respect so much. All of you pastors, all of you staff pastors leading through this. You can make it. You can do it. That's all the time that we have today around the table. Thanks for joining us. This has been amazing stuff. Check out our website at rmdc.org for more resources just like this one. Remember, we're here to help you. We're cheering you on. We're in your corner. We're on your team. We're here to help you and your church thrive. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com.